What is it you want? Real estate. It's the Red Hot Real Estate Show, where we can all find out how's it going for buyers and sellers in the real estate market. I have died and gone to real estate heaven. Looking to move? Hoping to sell? Call in with your questions to real estate expert Mimi Shoneman with Remax Results. I'm going to go out and buy a house. Here she is, your host, Mimi Shoneman. Yes, she is here, our host of the Red Hot Real Estate Show from Remax Results and the Red Hot Real Estate Group, Miss Mimi Shoneman. How's it going on over there? Good morning. I'm glad to see you. Also glad to see our friend from Cross Country Mortgage, Mr. Phil Olson. Hello, Phil. Hello. I would love for you to get your NMLS number out into the room, please. NMLS 238 Three company NMLS eight zero three zero nine five cross country mortgage a better business bureau member. There we go. <laughs> I you know we were talking about how houses were on the market a little longer yes, than they ma'am. had been. Uh, I am watching that manifest on my block. Are which you? Before, yeah, because manifesting. I'm like, yes, I was talking to one of my neighbors and we're like, I'm surprised that house is still for sale. You know, kind of thing. And then we had a discussion because you sent me the listing on this. I told her the uh, the house, so she told me how much it was going for. And then my neighbor and I had this back and forth. I thought that the house was lower priced than I had anticipated. And my neighbor, who's been in the neighborhood for like 20 years, though, she's like, I can't believe they're asking that much for that What's house. What's the price? 300 Okay. Three, yeah. What is it? Two bedroom, one bath? I don't remember. I don't remember either. Is it, a, it was a single family, single though, right? Single family. The single, not the yeah. duplex. The single family. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, can look it up again. But it was something <laughs> like that where I thought, because based upon the prices and, and all that stuff and what I just got my you know, tax value back, and I know mine's mm-hmm. a duplex, so it's not apples to apples, but I thought it would be going higher because things were just nuts for a while. Yes. And so I think it's interesting that there was such a differencing of opinion that I've been in the neighborhood 10 years, she's been in the neighborhood 20, and we both had such a different opinion on what that house should be going for. No, Everybody I mean, has a difference of opinion. Right. You know, mm-hmm. that's yeah. a fascinating thing. Yeah. You can sit down with numbers and, mm-hmm. you know, you can you can drive yourself absolutely stark raving right. mad mm-hmm. trying to figure out what is the right price. And I don't care who you are. You know, you don't know until you're in the house. Right. And then sometimes even in you're in the house, you say, well, this one had that and this one has yes. this and then the square footage and then the, the thing. I don't think you can trust a CMA anymore. Well, you have to do it. You have to do it. But one by one. And, you know, you can't look at these online portals and say, oh, OK, that's what it's worth. No, it's not. Because right now we are in a shifting market. We are. And I don't care what anybody says. I don't care about what the the experts out there say. I know what I feel. And I feel like the market is shifting. And I feel like people are uncertain. And I feel like it's really difficult to price a house and Mm -hmm. smack it right on the nose. Um, I think, you know... to your to your point, everybody has a different opinion. Right. And so, Phil, just, you know, I looked up the listing that Mimi had sent me. So it's a three bedroom, two bath, 1,500, a little over 1,500 square feet. Uh, and I, that should sell that every should, day. That yeah, should it's sell. not a sell. There that should people, yeah. sell all day long. Mm-hmm. All, and I mean, if, if I've never seen the house, I would just tell you there's something wrong. And All that's right. what, so that's oh, saying for that is that low. The, no. That's the funny thing is that that's the perception. If, if that's the general perception of people is like, why isn't it selling? Well, because it's either too high or the location is not good or there's Could something dated. going on with it. Severely dated. Because what's the average, uh, uh, how long or how, I mean, let's get those isn't stats that out of the way. 17 days, 17 <laughs> days on, on the market. market if it's like two to 400. Two to four hundred what? Two to four hundred thousand 
17 days or less. Uh, well, I'll have to run those numbers, okay. but I'll give you what's going on in the 13-county metro. Okay. Um, right now, we're looking at 37 days on the market okay. in the 13-county Twin Cities region, whereas last year at the same time, 22 days, um, our median sales price, 371 150 mm-hmm. and our average sales price, 434 Our original uh, percent of original price list received by the sellers is believe this or not 101.1 percent see i think this will come in because it's not even on the market for a month yet exactly so it hasn't been listed that long it's going to sell yeah it will Mm -hmm. and i think that we had such a delayed spring we had such a long winter this past winter and the it feels like people were waiting for the snow to get the heck gone. Right. And so that they could get out and do the outside of their house and get it ready to go. And we, so they could just get out of the driveway. It was a pretty snowy. Like, we, like, we are mm-hmm. at 1.8 months of inventory, whereas last year we had 1.4. So that's an increase of 28.6%. So we all can recognize, as you all visually do in your mm-hmm. neighborhoods, that all of a sudden, it seems like there's more houses. Right. You know, they they are. That's because it is. There's more. Um, you know, and the lower the price point that you are, the quicker it's going to go. Because with interest rates increasing, the lower the price of the house, the easier it is to qualify. Right. Mm-hmm. Phil? Yeah, I mean, um, I would agree that right now, I think there's really three pieces of the market. Uh, number one, uh, first-time home buyers. Okay. Number two, you've got your cash buyers. They don't need financing. All right. Uh, And three, believe it or not, is investors. And the statistics on that were 28% for first-time home buyers, 27% for cash buyers, and 17% for investors. That's, That's our marketplace right now. And we are waiting for people to exit their homes. Yeah. Uh, the people who want to sell that don't like their house, that they've outgrown the house. They, they need to downsize. They need to upsize. They are waiting for your property mm-hmm. so that they can do the thing. So it's time for you to go ahead and level up. I'm funny. I'm looking at another one a couple of blocks over from mine that's already pending. Yeah. That went on at the same time. And I'm looking at these pictures and this house is dated. You know, Mimi and I were talking about things to do when you stage your house. This house dated. We, you know, so if your house is dated and it's still selling, please call us. Right, exactly. Because we have people that would love to have your dated house. Yes, and Mm -hmm. come in there like if I got my steamer and got all this this contact paper off their wall, it'll be fine. We'll work it out. I love me some ugly carpet. Yeah, I can take care of that. I I I see. There's a there's a shift. Mm -hmm. All right, the shift I'm seeing. And that's been like over about the last year, year and a half is your millennials and it is your, what's that other group? Younger or older? Generation Z. Okay. Yeah. So younger. Uh Yeah. They want a house and that's, they don't want a townhome or condo. Okay. They want a house. Mm -hmm. At the same point in time, they don't want to do anything to the house. Interesting. Okay. Okay. And that I will tell you as a first time home buyer is a huge mistake mm-hmm. because if you buy a house that needs some tender loving care but has good bones yep that's an automatic way to build equity really fast 
into a, in, into a property. And then you can work with your, your team. Like, I knew when I bought my house what things I was going to do mm-hmm. that made sense. So it was like, okay, we're going to have to replace these windows. So I started saving up money to do the windows. And now I got one of the cutest houses on the block because I knew what to work on. I'm like, eh, I'll do this later. Like, I have other things on my to-do list. I just was able to prioritize mm-hmm. based upon my budget because I can always talk to Mimi and go, if I ever decided to sell, what really matters? A hundred percent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah um, you know, I think when, when we bought our first house, you know, it, it was dated for sure. A hundred percent. And <laughs> after doing the final walkthrough, we discovered it was also a smoker's house, which oh, was, yeah, that that's was a hard one. Oh man. It made me matter and fire, mm-hmm. but, um, but that was able to be fixed, yep. you know? And so it was not cute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, when we moved in and we were mm-hmm. okay with that, we knew that we peeked underneath the corner of the carpet and we could see hardwood floors and it was like, hallelujah, and pull that ugly carpet up and then there you go. I mean, that wasn't fun pulling the carpet up. Right. But man, when you got it up, was it ever rewarding? Now, yes. Talk about hardwood floors. I've I've walked through some houses where the hardwood floors, extremely old house, but keep in mind, hardwood I think they're about at least about an inch thick mm-hmm. of these older homes. They can be resurfaced. Yeah, that's what and I did in my I've place. I've literally seen some homes where the flooring was really bad, and then they come in and resurface the floor, and you go, oh, my gosh. Look what yeah. a beautiful look thing was what, under that. Look what, look what we, we made this look like. Yeah, I would rather have a house like that where, mm-hmm. you know, you could, you know, that's instant equity right there right. because they're pricing it because it's dated. Mm-hmm. Correct. And then you walk in, you rip it up, you do the thing, you know, put the putty in the nail holes, and then you get a sander, and then you shellac it, whatever right. color you love. Mm-hmm. Um, walnut seems to be the thing right mm-hmm. now versus okay. pecan uh, before. I don't think it's something I recommend people do on their own. No, hire, not a, You want to hire a good company to do that. It's, right. It is definitely something that I think a, a good contractor would do, but if you don't have the budget youtube i mm-hmm. mean it's not like you can't do it yourself right mm-hmm. you certainly can but always you know, youtube it and then just make an assessment i will just exactly. say will i do this will i not with yes. the sander you, you might want to go easy on that guy Very, because you'll know. have a little dip in your floor yes. that won't be fun no uh too funny mm-hmm. all right so when we come back for the break we are going to be talking about lakeshore properties and second homes and things that you might consider before buying. And you can also be part of the show. Call us at 651-641-1071. We'll be right back on the Red Hot Real Welcome back to the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on My Talk 1071. Our good friend Mimi Shoneman from Remax Results and the Red Hot Real Estate Group is here with us. Also, our friend Phil Olson from Cross Country Mortgage. We would love for you to get any of your mortgage or real estate questions into the room so you could call us at 651-641-1071. Easy for me to say. Yes, here we go. <laughs> All right. Um, so when you're thinking about buying a lake property, and Mr. Olson here mm-hmm. is uh, the beneficiary of having a, a beautiful little, little cabin. Yes. Um, one of the things that people want to talk about is what exactly is the bottom like? People want to step off of their dock. In oh, the, you mean in, in the water? Bo- yep. What's okay. it going to be? Mm-hmm. So I is clearly it, don't speak this because okay. I was like, the bottom of what? The yeah. market Ooh. or what? I didn't know what you meant. Got yeah. you. Okay. Now we're going to go swimming in this place. Yes. We want to know what we're stepping in. Fair enough. Um, so is it going to be hard pan, sand, gravel, mud, weeds, rocks? And does the bottom slope gradually? 
or are there steep drop offs? So a lot of people that, you know, maybe have some, maybe some people don't swim. You want to know. Oh, you got kids. Yes. You know, kind of thing. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. So is it a, that, that's something that you want to consider from a safety consideration, especially with families and small children and, and people who can't swim. And learning about the lake is one of the most important things about buying a lake property. Now, Phil, when you bought your property, mm-hmm. Um, when you were thinking about it, what was the number one thing that you wanted to know about your lake? I wanted to know about my harbor, believe okay. it or not. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to know about it is lake levels, mm-hmm. okay, because if you're going to have a boat lift, okay, um, one, how deep is the water? Okay. Because if, you know, there was, we had this drought yes. a couple years back. Right. There were literally clients I know of that couldn't get their boat to their dock. Ah, because the levers were too low. And they they couldn't get them to their lift. So, you know, one of the things that I think is important when you're going to buy a lake property is understand the lake, understand your water levels, what is the clarity of the lake, all right? And then, you know, how long of a dock are you going to need, you know? Because, believe it or not, docks only have a lifespan Mm -hmm. of about 10 to 15 years before you have to replace the dock. Okay. And the the shallower the water is, depending on what kind of recreation you're going to do, is really going to determine the type of boats and the toys you're going to have. Right. All right. A house is a house. All right. But it's totally different when you buy a lake home because... You're not only buying the house, you're buying the lake. Okay. Okay. So one of the other things that I think is important for folks is to figure out the usage that you plan to have. You know, what is your, what is your position? What do you want to do with this place? You know, when I go on vacation or when I used to, um, I just want to sit there with a good book and a good view. Um, and so, you know, you really want to know what you're, what you're using it for. So, um, some larger lakes, uh, get a lot of boat traffic and personal water traffic. And so that can make it a little bit difficult to sit on your, your dock and your deck and relax, especially on the weekends when it's busy. Um, so you want to consider the amount of boat traffic if that's something that's important to you. Um, also the, the safety, like if you plan to do some water skiing or you want to do some jet skiing and, and all of that kind of thing, how many acres does your lake actually have? Some say that lakes with less than 150 acres might be a little bit too small for skiing and water, water sports like that. Phil, what is your position about that? I I would tell you it really depends on what kind of lake you have. Is it is it a round lake? All right. Now in a round lake, then you 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 could use 150 acres and you could still do the jet skis and you can do the water skiing or doing the pull toys. But if you've got a lake that's really long and it's got lots of bays, you're going to have difficulty towing somebody water skiing. Okay. Okay. So some of the larger lakes, uh, for instance, like Mille Lacs and Leech Lake, they have some large unprotected surface areas that, and that enables the wind to kind of whip across the, the lake mm-hmm. and that can bring some pretty substantial waves. Um, also in the winter, some of those very same winds will cause some of that ice to kind of come creeping up into the, the shoreline. 
Um, so, Phil, I know you're a fisherman, and I know mm-hmm. that Malax is is good for fishing. Yep. So let's talk a little bit about cabins and lake homes on Malax. Um, you're gonna see, you're gonna see all kinds of things on Malax. You're gonna see that little one bedroom, one bath, mm-hmm. three season home. Okay, right. And a three season home, folks, is is the type of home that you can really only use in summer, spring, and fall mm-hmm. because you you might be drawing water either through a well, but they don't have a heating source. Right. Okay, which means that you have to blow out your pipes on a three-season home, and you have to winterize it, okay? And you're going to want to pour, uh, it is antifreeze, mm-hmm. believe it or not, in your toilets. Right. Okay, because you don't want your water to it is freeze and have your pipes freeze absolutely so but at the same point in time i see that one bedroom two bath home get torn down a lot of people will tear the house down and they're they'll rebuild a big big brand new home on that property are we seeing more of that because You know, we use the word cabin, but my friends that have cabins these days, it's not a cabin. What you just described to me right now, that three-season home, that's what I used to think of a cabin when I moved here in the late 90s. Now, my friends, they have a whole nother house. And it's not a cabin. It's another house. You could have a $5 million place on a lake, and And they're they're going to call it a cabin. cabin. And it's like, that's not a cabin. You know, and it's like, I don't know. You know, that's a that was a shocker to me moving up here, too. too. It's like, okay. They're like, I come up to the cabin. I thought I was roughing it. I'm like, this is better than the hotel. I'm better than my house. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So I think that's a lot of the conversation when we're talking about what is your dream and your methodology in this second home. And so it is a second home. What are you trying to accomplish? Because I'm going to give you an example. I love Minnetonka. Mm -hmm. Great lake. I don't fish Minnetonka. I'm going to tell you why. If you're going to fish Minnetonka, you better be on it by 5 o'clock in the morning, and you better be off of it by 8.30. Mm. Otherwise, you're going to go back out on the lake at 7 o'clock at night, and you're going to fish till 9, because there are so there is so much traffic. Right. And the waves that some of these 40-foot and 50-foot yachts mm-hmm. put up, they can literally put swells of 3 to 4 feet, and it, it makes the lake so super choppy right well, let me ask you this question so i mean i'm not looking up on dnr or anything about so what if you were to fish minnetonka what what kind of fish would there be and is there any can you eat them oh sure it's a, it's it's a very very clean lake uh you've got you've got bass you've got walleye you've got northern pike and you've got muskie I would say you're probably your top fishery for that lake would be largemouth bass. Okay. And panfish. Okay. But but you're saying that it's difficult because when you're in there with your line in the water and the waves come up, it makes it kind of difficult. Uh, when you have a high traffic lake like that, I'm sorry to say there's people out there that don't respect the fishermen and they'll drive their boat right next to you at high speed. All right. So they're just I, trying to get some of your fish. Back. Yeah, well, no, they're just trying to have fun and that's okay. Okay. I want to talk to you quickly about financing for a three season property. Yes. What are the options for that? Uh, it's really no different than any other second home with us. All right. Uh, you're going to put down a minimum of 20% down. 
The more you put down, the better the interest rate you're going to get. The days of buying that second home with 10% down, I'm sorry to say, that went away about a year and a half ago. But So what you're saying is it does not have to have a heat source in order to have a conventional mortgage. Correct. Okay. Can you get a VA loan, yes or no, on a lake property? Can you get a VA home loan on a lake property? Yes, as long as that lake property is considered your primary residence. Perfect. And we will have more information on what your lake home or second home looks like and how you can get that just by listening to the show. You can also call us at 651-641-1071 to be part of the show. We'll be right back on the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on My Talk 1071. Back to the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on My Talk 1071. Been giving you some great information on what you can do if you're getting ready to get that second home or a lake home. But before we do that, we actually have another home for you. How about our Red Hot House of the Week? This week, Mimi. How hot are we? Yeah, caliente hot. There we go. Boiling. Boiling. Muy, muy you caliente. Go. Oh, yeah. Muy caliente. Muy All bien. Right, folks. We, we have recently listed over the weekend yes. a beautiful home in Cross Lake on Sunrise Island. Mm-hmm. Um, so this pretty amazing property, I will say, it had the lot to die for with mm-hmm. just gently sloping uh, lot 0.67 acres right on down to Cross Lake, which is a wonderful lake up there in the north. Um, and so it had 144 feet of lake frontage and beautiful canopy of trees, four bedrooms, two baths, a two car garage. Plus, it had a workshop and a little studio that could be used as a guest bunkhouse. Um, lots of different possibilities with this house. And we had it priced at $1 million and received an offer right away. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we want you guys to check it out because it's a beautiful home. It's currently under contract. And the way that you can check it out is at CrossLakeSunriseIsland.com or you can text 139653 to the number 25678. Just beautiful, just looking at this. Lovely. It just looks so peaceful and lovely. And I see these, I mean, uh, when I see these, this tells you the circle. This is the kind of thing that if you want to, like, give back to any of your local organizations, hey, let them use this in their auctions, in their silent auctions. Say, hey, I'll let some people come stay at my beautiful, you know, Sunrise Island home. Yes. And you can actually, like, support some people in the community well, as well. I mm-hmm. tell you, you know, wonderful. Um, really great showings on this property really great open house heavily attended um and you know we wish we had we wish we had dozens of them for the people who had interest so um do check it out it's it's worth a good look um unfortunately not available at the moment um but we are always looking for properties of our listeners that are thinking about selling no matter where you are in minnesota and wisconsin phil now that price point might scare some people away a million dollars. But when it, when I take a look at this property, I think Airbnb. And mm-hmm. why do I say that? I have seen clients buy a house like this, rent it out for the week. Guess what? This house would probably get $4,000 or $5,000 for the week. Easy. Easy. Well, and, I tell you what. And I guess see what? that all the time. That, and guess mm-hmm. what? That... You renting this property out one time a week, once, once, once every month, 
12 weeks out of the year would literally take care of your mortgage payment if you were going to have a mortgage on it. Yes. So um, when you're thinking about Airbnbs, let's let's jump into that, Phil. Um, you definitely want to do your due diligence. Mm-hmm. You want to check with the city. You want to check with the county. Association, the, if, there, if yeah, there is one. Yes, you because those rules and regulations are changing momentarily all the time. Um, so if you called a city like yesterday, they could easily, you know, change their mind and put new rules and regulations. So you want to make sure you're, you're understanding. Um, and that's something that you need to do your own due diligence about and not check, not, not expect somebody else to, or just listen to hearsay. You want to make sure that you fully understand. And so what actually is an Airbnb? Uh, if you haven't heard, um, it's a short term rental. And there's a lot of different uh, philosophies about the short-term rentals and people who think that they're more beneficial than doing a traditional long-term lease. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so, for instance, during the pandemic, uh, Ms. Shannon, I'm certain that you can contribute to this absolutely firsthand. Uh, we had some governmental uh, influences and uh, restrictions. Some interventions. Intervention. Do. Mm-hmm. Yep. Of, uh, people didn't have to pay based on the pandemic. And, you know, you can see both sides of the story right. really sincerely. But it did put hardships on our investor clientele when the tenant did not have to pay. Now, if you had a... Sh- if you could go back in time and then turn what was a long-term rental into a short-term rental. Short and midterm is the way that I think I would go. Yes. Going so forward. two different things. Could you get more money than you could with a traditional annual tenant? I, I say, yes, you probably can. Um, but then again, you're not, you're not able to count that income maybe into a, a calculation to use that rent to buy your next place. Phil, talk about a little bit about how that would play out. Yeah, you could use that rent. Okay. Matter of fact, I mean, if you're going to Airbnb a property and you're not going to pay tax on it, I would tell you be careful on that one. All right. But as long as, as long as you can show a two year history of Airbnb in a property and then you reflect that on your 1040. Mm-hmm. All right. And if you're going to do an Airbnb, you might want to put that property into an LLC. And the reason I would tell you to do that is if something happened at that property, you want to make sure you've got the insurance or your liability is reduced. Right. Your risk is reduced. But yes, I've got clients that are now buying houses here in Minneapolis and St. Paul. They're not turning them into long-term rentals. They're turning them into Airbnbs. They're Airbnb in them one or two weeks a month. And guess what? You've got the likes of the 3Ms and the other companies that have people coming in and they'll pay you for a full week. They'll pay you two grand. Well, guess what? If they put their client up in a, a ritzy hotel in downtown Minneapolis, it's actually more expensive. All right. So they'll Airbnb the property. So, do you have to have a lake home to do an Airbnb? No. I mean, 
Things are changing. Right. My friends do. Uh, that, that's why I was saying that midterm housing where let's say you're a traveling nurse or a professor that's in town for a while or doing something where you might only be in town for a couple of months. And so you want some place that's stable that you can set up and you can you know, make it a little more of your home than you would get in a traditional even like extended stay hotel mm-hmm. where you're like, OK, well, I'm going to be here for a couple of months. So I want to be able to move in. Be very comfortable and have that. And that's an option a lot of times, too. Okay, so, Phil, here's my question for you. So, Miss Shannon has a duplex, mm-hmm. and she's decided that she's going to go this route. Now, the first year, she had a tenant. Let's mm-hmm. just say that the tenant only lived there for six months. Mm-hmm. Okay, and now she's going to, for the first time ever, she's going to, to dapple, she's going to dip her toes into the short-term rental arena. Mm-hmm. How does she use that income from that? Does she have to wait another year and a half to show that she could qualify? Does it still the 75% of what she collects to be used to leverage into a new property? Okay. Your question is, is it doesn't really change anything. You could have a long-term rental. You could have a short-term rental. You could have an Airbnb. The key here is, is are you claiming the revenue of the property for a period of two years? Is the revenue declining or is it increasing? Okay. And then it comes down to how did you do your taxes and are you depreciating the property? But you're missing my point. My point is she hasn't had a, a two-year history yet. Okay, she's got six months from regular traditional rental and now she's converting it into short term. So she's just starting. So she's got, let's just say, six months of traditional, one month of Airbnb under her belt. Then you'd use 75% of the estimated rents for the specific area as long as she can qualify under some specific programs. You could literally wash out the whole mortgage payment with projected rental income okay and that is 75 percent of the rents for that specific area who determines that it's done by the appraiser Mm -hmm. because they have to fill out what's called a rental analysis form on the property okay so miss shannon has decided you know i like this airbnb thing it's working for me it's it's generating enough revenue where i can see benefit of turning my own personal unit into one as well okay and I want to now leverage that and move into another. I want to buy a house or I want to buy a fourplex. Mm -hmm. So she's got no rental history in her own personal unit, but she does have a small rental history on the other. But now we know she's going to rent the whole thing out. Can she use the history of the rental side as an example of her own to increase her qualifying numbers? If she hasn't rented the property for two consecutive years and has tax returns to back up a two-year history, we don't need that two-year history. If we use a specific program called Home Ready or Home Possible, you can literally use the estimated rental income. Now, once she's achieved the two-year rental history, we can't go back and, and use an appraisal we have to go based on off what's of, actually happened. Correct. Gotcha. Now, if you're a professional investor, though, and you own multiple properties, 
then you can't use the estimate. You have to go based off of tax returns. Okay. okay. So when we come back from this break, Phil, I would like for us to talk about recasting program and also bridge loans. Sure. And we can also take your calls. We would love for you to be part of the show. The number is 651-641-1071. We'll be right back on the Red Hot. Welcome back to the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on My Talk 1071. Also want to remind you, you can get this episode and previous episodes. If you go to our website, just get this podcast. Just go to keyword Red Hot at MyTalk1071.com. Okay, folks, if you're shopping for real estate, we want to help you. If you're mm-hmm. thinking about selling your house, we want to help you. And how you reach out to us is Mimi at MNRedHotRealEstate.com or you can Text or call 651-578-2218. And Phil wants to pre-approve you and give you the money. He's the money (laughs) man. He's got the bag of money sitting by his chair. He's going to give you some money. Ka-ching. All right. So to reach me, you can reach me at 651-238-6748. Or you can always email me at phil at call phil olson.com and if you call if you call me i'll tell you his number too right and if you're sitting there going i have all these reasons why i'm not i don't want to waste their time i'm not ready you don't know sometimes what you don't know and then you don't know all those things so just pick up the phone hit it up it's easy just get started on the process yeah here's my favorite call folks i get the pick up the phone find out who you are on the phone and the words come out of your mouth I have an idea (laughs) or I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I love those calls. Mm -hmm. All right. That's called exploring. Okay. I'm just going to put a plug out there for one of my buyers. (laughs) (laughs) We we need a lake home within an hour and a half to two hours of the cities. Okay. I need one real bad because that's as far as they're going to go. So please let me know if you've got one or know of one. All right. How about that? Shameless plug. It's my show. Yeah, it is. (laughs) All right, Phil. So let's talk a little bit of creative financing. So somebody's got a house and there's something called recasting that you and I have used for folks that are buying homes. So let's you explain how recasting might help someone to buy another property. Well, a recast is really, I mean, I suppose you could do a recast to pay down your mortgage So that way your mortgage payment is less. So that way you could qualify for another home. Okay. So what is a recast? A recast is, let's go with a hypothetical. Your mortgage payment's $2,000 a month, but you're sitting with a hundred grand in your bank account right now. We're going to take 50,000 of that. All right. Your standard calculation would be about $7 per thousand. We take your 50000 we apply it to your current mortgage, and guess what? Your payment's going to drop $350 a month. All right? That's what a recast does. All right? A recast is a great vehicle for those that are retired, that have a mortgage, and maybe they're sitting on a lot of money. Instead of refinancing, you keep your current rate, and what you then end up doing is you pay it down. Now... There are some lenders out there that do not allow for a recast. Okay. There are. Our company, we do recasts all the time. It's one of the services. One of the great services of cross-country is for $300, 
we will recast you every time you want to put $10,000 down Mm -hmm. on your mortgage and we'll change your mortgage payment. Doesn't change the term, doesn't change the rate, but it drops your mortgage payment. And they can do this how often? As many times as they want. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about folks who may not be familiar with a bridge loan and how Mm -hmm. you can use that. Oh, bridge loans. I, I do a lot of bridge loans. What is a bridge loan? A bridge loan is temporary. Think of of it as you're going from one island to another island, mm-hmm. and you've got the bridge. Okay. So, island one is your primary residence. Island two is the new home you want to buy. We're going to bridge by taking equity. Call it a home equity loan, but it's not a home equity loan. It's a bridge loan. Home equity loans are designed to be kept for a period of time. Okay. Bridge loans can be kept for a week, a month. All right. It really depends. I'm going to borrow a hundred grand. So you can put a hundred grand on your other property. And as soon as your other property sells, that's the reason to use the bridge. And it creates a second mortgage. Mm -hmm. So you'll have a first and second mortgage. Or guess what? Your house is free and clear. Okay. We still do a bridge. Okay. Your house is worth four hundred thousand. I'll I'll we'll take do a bridge loan for two hundred thousand. Okay. Now Let's, you're putting two hundred thousand dollars down on your other property. You get your your house that's free and clear that now has a bridge loan secured against it. Right. And that gets paid off at closing. Yes. And so in that instance, when you're writing your purchase agreement, you would also then need to make it uh, subject to the sale of a property, right? In order to protect yourself. Would you have to? No, you would not. Okay. Why is that? As long as the borrower qualifies with the bridge loan and the new property and their debt to income ratios meet guideline, which is less than 50%. All right. We don't need to tell the sellers that we have a house to sell. Okay. So you would qualify them that they would be approved no matter what. Non-contingent. Non-contingent. Now, now, guess what? If... If the bridge won't work, then you're contingent. They're contingent on the sale. If I can't borrow against the the island one, mm-hmm. then they're then they're not a bridge loan candidate. Okay. All right. A bridge loan is get you're keeping one property to qualify for another property with the understanding we're going to sell the other property immediately. Okay. And how long can you get a bridge loan for? 12 months. 12 months. Okay. And typically the interest on something like that? Um, 8 to 10% interest only. And what I tell my clients is don't worry about the interest rate. If you're telling me, hey, we're going to clean out this house and then we're going to put it on the market, you're only going to make one or two payments. Right. Okay. And so normally is that that it would work better if you know you're buying an existing property versus we'd heard that doing that for a new construction or a build might be a little more risky because sometimes those have been taking longer than we anticipate. Uh, that that could come into factor, but I, I really, I can't you could say use, I've you never could use, seen. You can okay. use a bridge for both of those. Yes, I do b- believe the what you just brought up is, is a risk factor. A little more risky, but Correct. probably would be okay. Sure. Okay. Most of the builders are not taking a full year. Okay. But it could it happen? Of sure. course. Okay. It, it, it really comes down to island one, your collateral. Yes. All right. Is your house that you're going to sell highly desirable? Okay. 
if it's highly desirable, priced right, looks great, and it's not above five hundred thousand dollars, that house should sell within it, the within time. within the national Minnesota average, which you said was what twenty six days or something like that on the market right now. Thirty seven. Oh, thirty seven. Okay. So guess what? We're going to only keep this bridge for thirty seven days if we use the average. Okay. okay. All right. So lots of options now with regard to jumbo loans for second properties. What have you got for options? Really no different, can get a second home. Let's explain it to somebody who's never even heard the term jumbo. Okay. You've got what you got, your conventional loan limits. Mm -hmm. The conventional loan limit right now, I want I want to say is seven hundred and forty thousand. So that's a lot. That's a lot. Mm -hmm. Okay. But for your million dollar loans, okay, let's just say we have a purchase of nine hundred thousand. Yes. But we're gonna put twenty percent down. 20% 20% is 180,000. That means their loan is 720. So they're That's, still not jumbo. Th- they're yet. still not jumbo. Okay. We're not going to get jumbo until we hit a million. Okay. But then guess what? Would I do a jumbo loan for the client? No, I'll do a tandem. And that is I'll do a 70% first with a tw- 10% second. And because the loan to value of the first mortgage is less than the jumbo limit or the conventional loan limit, you get the best of both worlds. So I get you a first and a second. Now, is there PMI? No, there's no PMI. Perfect. Uh, all right. So you've just you just solved a puzzle for jumbos. Yeah. Well, yeah. It depends on how big the jumbo is. If the jumbo is one hundred and fifty thousand, I'm not going to do a seven hundred thousand dollar first with another seven hundred thousand dollar second. Yes. No. Now that's your true jumbo. Yeah. Now, from a jumbo perspective. People can still get gifts, right? Gifts. Depends on the investor. Okay. I have probably 30 plus jumbo lenders. There are some jumbo lenders that do not allow gifts. Okay. So, but it's some do. Some do. And is there a cap on that? Some have caps and some don't. But when anytime you get into the jumbo market, it comes down to reserves. Okay. And if you're being given all this gifted funds, that probably tells me you don't have reserves. And most jumbo loans are going to require anywhere between 6 to 12 months yes. PITI of reserves. And what is that? Take your total mortgage payment. Let's say it's $5,000 a month. Times 6 is 30000 in a bank account. It could be a 401k. It could be an IRA. Then again, it, some investors are 12 months. So what's five times 12 is 60,000. You better have at least 60,000 in reserves. In reserves. You're, you're not getting into the jumbo market with bad credit for one, no reserves for two. Okay. That's not working. Well, so lots of great information on buying uh, second homes or investment homes, those kinds of things. If uh, you're interested in those types of products, we encourage you to reach out to us. Start shopping on our website, viewgreaterminneapolishomes.com, or text 651-578-2218. Right, and we can always get this episode and previous episodes if you go to our website. Go to mytalk1071.com, use that keyword, red hot.